Welcome to Audacity Works, a podcast inspired by and dedicated to the working artist, the creative entrepreneur, and generally doing the damn thing. This exists on the premise that the world belongs to those who have the audacity to believe that their lives have value. This is for you. Welcome to Audacity Works. I am your host, Rachel Strickland, and this is episode number 24, in which I'm talking about age and are you too old to be doing insert blank? But I mean, come on, we're mostly talking about circus arts. Are you too old to be a circus artist? No doubt about it. Most people have this question when they decide to pursue circus arts in any way. And it really doesn't matter how old you are. You're totally going to probably have this question. And if you didn't ask yourself this question, this episode is not for you. Uh, and congratulations on your confidence. I've, I've been asked this question, um, of, from people that were teenagers, <laughs> literally teenagers were like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm too old. And you know what? I get it. I understand why they think that. I mean, I thought that too. Uh, I'll tell you a little story here. Uh, the first time I saw Ariel at all was before a movie at, uh, the Asheville Brew and View. And uh, I was there with my friends. I was in college. I think I might have been 19 at the time. And before the movie, they showed a clip of Cirque du Soleil. It was like a duo on fabric. And it, it felt like getting punched in the guts. Because like, oh my God, that's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. And just the, the immense amount of grief I felt as a 19-year-old child. Because I just knew I was too old. Like, it's it's so sad that I'm too old to do that at 19. And I truly believe that. And, and I, I stuffed my feelings away and forgot about them and went on with my life. And it wasn't until I turned 25 and had done a lot of traveling, I came home and realized, all right, uh, I want a career. What should I do? And there was nothing for me. Like when I left to go on my travels, I made sure that there was nothing waiting for me when I got back except my family and some friendships no opportunities were waiting for me. So it was really a very blank slate moment. I was sitting at my mom's house. I remember thinking, what am I going to do with my life? And I was like, you know, there was that clip that I saw. And I am pretty sure I'm too old. But what the hell? Like, let's try it. And that's when I decided to move to San Francisco and start going to the circus center I'm like, you know what? I'll try it for a couple of years. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And at least I'll know that I tried. Well, you can see what happened. But that always felt so interesting to me that at 19, I was certain that I was too old. I was certain that I needed to be, uh, you know, Russian or Chinese and doing it, uh, being trained since I was three in a freezing cold gymnasium. Um, and then when I was 25, uh, I only then did I have the self-awareness and the confidence to be like, yeah, you know, sure, we'll just give it a shot. And then of course I got obsessed and, uh, and that's been my career for the past 16 years in one way or another. But before I moved to California to start going to the circus center, I called the circus center and I told them, I was like, I, I want to learn how to, you know, dance on the curtains like you mean aerial fabric I'm like yes sure uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm too old and I know what I was doing was that I was asking the woman who worked reception at the circus center for permission 
I just, I either wanted permission or I wanted to be told no. Uh, either way, that's still asking for permission. Like permission is a yes or no answer. And, and that's what I was doing. I now realize, and fortunately, the woman on the other end of the phone uh, had the good sense to be like, well, I'm 32 and I've been doing this for a while and it's my job. So no, you're not too old. And I'm like, okay, cool. And that's how I started training uh, at age 25. I did not have a gymnastics background. I did have a considerable dance background, so I knew how to move my body, but I had no strength and I had no flexibility. All of those things had to be earned, which they were. So I want to go ahead and like to anyone listening to this who is in their 20s or younger, just turn off the phone and go do something else. You're not too old. Uh, that You don't need this episode. Just trust me, like you're not too old. Um, so go. For everyone else, you're also not too old. Also, I'm going to add to that because I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it makes no difference how old you are when we're talking about a discipline as physically demanding as circus arts. Like, of course, it's harder to learn something that strenuous uh, when when you're a grown-ass adult, the same way that it's harder to learn a new language when you're a grown-ass adult and your brain already has, you know, all the synapses are there and now we're working on killing them off one step at a time. But wouldn't you feel silly if you were like, well, I, I'm too old to learn another language. Like, come, come on. Your brain don't work no more? Come on. Of course you can still learn it. Uh, and of course you can do it. Uh, you can do it in a significant way. You can do it to the best of your ability. You can participate in the culture that is circus arts in way more ways than you probably are giving yourself any credit for. And is it going to be easy? No, it's never easy. That's part of, I mean, going to quote a league of their own here. It's supposed to be hard. That's what makes it great. Well, you know, it doesn't need to be any harder than it already is. Like it's hard. It's nature is hard. We don't need to make it any harder. But I, I don't like it when people are like, like you're never too old to do anything because that's a real blanket statement. And I get why people say it. Like they say it because um, they want to encourage people to stop buying into the cultural myth that anything you're going to ever be, you have to decide by the age of 23. It's complete and utter bullshit. And I, I think that there, there have been some strides in recent years for normalizing doing things and like finding new paths later in your life, in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s, hell, your 70s. So if we can just agree, uh, we, we don't need to agree on anything. This is a decision for you to make by yourself. Like, are you going, do you believe the story that your value decreases after the age of 26? Do you agree that your capacity and your potential decreases steadily from the age of like 26. Um, that's a decision for each individual person to make about themselves. And I think it's an important conversation to have with yourself. Like, am, am I on board with this story? And the thing is, we don't usually have to ask ourselves that question until we do have some more years under our belts. 
And then we have to ask it over and over. And I'm saying this is a person who's still relatively young. Like I'm, I'm 40. I'm not a bebe and I am not old. But the, the readiness, the eagerness even with which I see people just like eagerly jumping onto the bandwagon of, well, I'm old is very irritating to me. I hear 30 year olds saying it and you know what? I've been one of them because it made me feel like sage and wise. I'm like, well, I'm, a, I'm old and 30 now. Like, haha, shut up. And I've totally called myself old before. And you know what? Old is not a bad word um, because uh, I think a lot of times when people say, oh, I'm old, what they're really doing in a lot of cases is just claiming a decision that they want to make. They're like, do you want to go to this all night concert dance party? Nope, I'm old. Uh, what they're really saying is that no longer interests me at all. I want to go to bed. I want to get a good night's sleep, etc. But language is important. And I think that it matters how we talk about ourselves. And it matters how we think, like, are we choosing these words on purpose? Or are we just parroting back what we hear from memes? So back to the performance in Circus Arts, because I got a question from my girl Verity. And she's like, how do I, I when I was asking for recommendations and like, what do y'all want to hear about on the podcast? And she asked how to break into performing when you're, when you're old, <laughs> 33, <laughs> like, oh, Verity, you're not old. Um, and feel like I'm coming into an industry full of super experienced people and almost like I'm trying to start too late. It's a super, super common feel. And there's plenty of reasons behind it. I mean, where it's been shouted into your ear your whole life that, you know, you're old after the age of 25. So of course she feels that way. A lot of people feel this way. But the marvelous thing about coming into the performing arts as an older performer is that you're an older performer, which means you are smarter. You have life experience and you don't allow people to treat you like crap the same way that it's common to allow people to treat you like crap when you're young, before you know any better. So maybe instead of just fixating on all the ways in which our advanced age uh, makes it harder to do the thing that we want to do, um, can like we can still do that. Like we can still bitch about things like your your knees hurt or your your back gets tired and you have to take five thousand supplements or whatever it is that you're experiencing. But if we're going to do that, can we also not at least acknowledge the ways in which our advanced age is a boon to what it is that we're trying to do and to acknowledge the leg up that it is and the ways it's going to strengthen your position? And I want to be like really specific uh, to Verity's question. How do you break into performing when you're older? And the answer is really similar to how you break into performing when you're younger. Uh, it's it's kind of formulaic. It's mathematic. You know, you get some training, you get competence in a discipline. Get some nice, get some good coaching, some high level coaching. Get competent in your discipline. Don't try to be good at everything. Be good at the things that you're interested in being good at. Trying to be amazing and. and in a very specialized way on 10 different pieces of equipment um, probably means that you're not going to be amazing on any of them because specializing by its definition means I have spent more time on this thing than any other thing. 
And that's what pushes the boundaries of an apparatus. That's what bends the iron square that surrounds uh, the experience of an apparatus or a discipline as we know it. Um, those changes, that innovation happens when you become obsessed with something and allow yourself to specialize in it. And I'm not dogging on general being a generalist either. But what I am uh, encouraging all of you to do is to find the thing that interests you and let yourself obsess over it. Like Study it, specialize in it, um, change it, see how you can leave it better than it was before. But that's just training. So let's say that you, you have that. You have the ability, the physical ability under your belt. And if you've been following me for any amount of time, you'll know that I've, I completely support the axiom that being good doesn't get you work. Like you can't break into performing just because you're good at something. It helps, but it's a completely different skill set to get yourself work. And that's where being an older performer is actually really helpful because older performers have more social skills and are able to initiate scary conversations with more confidence because presumably we've had more scary conversations after a certain age. Knowing how to read a room as well as knowing how to make tough choices, because especially if you are an older performer, you do want to be particular about the projects that's, that you say yes to, because when you say yes to one thing, you're by its nature saying no to something else, and that means we need to be particular about what we're saying yes to. That's something that uh, I don't know many young people that do that. Do y'all do that? I know I didn't. I said yes to everything for a really long time until I was like, you know what? I'm really tired. I feel like I should be more choosy with the things that I say yes to. Now, I want to tell a little story here. Uh, when I, I was young, I was like 26, and I was working with Christina Canizares uh, for her belly dance fusion company, the Nakaya. And we went down to LA to participate in a film uh, with a lot of other belly dance fusion troops. And there was no audience for this filming. It was it was just the performers and like whoever came with them. So we filmed all day and uh, we watched each other and it was great fun. And then we all went out and this was my first time I'd ever been to Los Angeles. And uh, we went out afterwards, you know, everybody goes out for food and drinks and to talk and all the performances are done. So uh, I go and it's, fab and this uh, older woman approaches me and she asked me uh, weren't you one of the dancers with the Nakaya and I said yes and she gave me a compliment she said I really enjoyed watching you and I said thank you so much and she said I was surprised and I was like what do you mean she said well I don't usually enjoy watching young dancers like they're they're just not developed enough to be interesting, uh, and, and you're quite young. But I I enjoyed watching you, and I just wanted to tell you that it surprised me for someone so young to be interesting to watch. And this woman had like a gravity to her. I'm like you you seem like someone important. Oh oh my god, thank you so much. And and then she went off uh, away and just left me there, kind of stunned because. No one had ever said anything remotely like that to me in my life. Like, you mean I could get more good at this? 
as I get older? You mean I could get more watchable? I could be more interesting? And it sounds silly to say it now, but I had never considered that before. I had always thought that I was just like racing the sand as it fell through the hourglass. And I had never been presented with the idea that, what if you get better? I don't remember who that woman was, but I'm very grateful to her. Clearly, I never forgot her or the change that she made to my psychology. Uh, she was just, she had so much conviction in every word that she said. Like, it, uh, yeah, it's really surprising yet to see in such a young person that you're interesting already. And like, whoa, it was so cool. So um, if you're hearing this, if you remember this conversation, thank you. You changed my life. So no. You're, you're not trying to start too late, um, whatever age you are. Uh, it's not too late until you're dead. And presumably, you're listening to this and you're still alive. And I commend you for that because it's not always easy to stay alive. So yeah, it's not too late. And there are lots of things that come with your years that will help you. And to that end, just as a you know a little closing message, um, Whatever age you are, please don't sit around being good at something and waiting for work to come to you. Uh, sure, some things can fall in your lap, but like not many. Like we have to own our own careers. We have to own our own path and put some effort into uh, pursuing opportunities that we want instead of just sitting around and waiting for the phone to ring. Like don't sit around being good at something and wait for the phone to ring. Go do the thing that you want to do. Go get in someone's face. Go meet them. Go shake their hands. See if you like them. See if they like you. Like you get to be an active participant in your own fate. And the good thing about being older is that we are more inclined to do that. And it does take time. Like it, it takes so much more time than, uh, than we ever really talk about. Like uh, my dear friend, the great uh, Jenny Tufts, has been talking about this on her Patreon, just uh, the dawning realization like this, it just takes such a long time to get from a place of competence to a place of greatness. I'm paraphrasing Jenny. Uh, Jenny doesn't use words like that uh, when talking about herself because she's super humble and amazing. Jenny, I love you. But there's actually like a whole nother half of this question. Uh, and I'm looking at the time, I'm like, we're not going to get to that. So I think that this is going to be a part one and that I'm going to have a part two uh, next week, part two on age and the performing arts. So if you have anything that you want me to touch on, please drop me a line. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Rachel Strickland Creative and on Patreon, of course, at Rachel Strickland Creative. And this podcast is entirely supported by my patrons. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for being here and for your time and for your ears. And if you're wondering what that, uh, what the screeching in the background was, I've had my window open. So those are birds, uh, and just now a dog, uh, because it's finally, finally warm outside. So yeah, I left my window open. Uh, sorry if it was weird. You're like, what is that? Caw, cawing, caw, caw. It's a crow. Uh, but anyway, thank you, my friends, uh, go on with your bad selves, whatever age you are and own where you are because you are alive and awake. Don't go back to sleep.